Hello and welcome to Thomas and Wade podcast number 18, following directly on from 17, the Maggie Thatcher special. So, what, what which wasn't, you know what, I've thought, should we, that was quite a long one with the emails, should I do a quick few quick fire, tw- let's not forget the Twitter people, they're the originals, yeah, yeah. A quick, quick, quick fire Twitters and then back to the couple of emails we've yeah, got. Yeah, you go. Got lots of questions today. Um... This is from Tony JC82. I guess he was born in 1982, which makes him 30. One. 30, maybe 31. 30, 31. Depends on when he's what month of you. Um, he says, If you had £10 million to plan each other's funerals, how would you see each other off? Send each other off? That's a Maggie Hatch question. Mm. Well, yours is easy. Easy. I know quick. exactly what I'd do with yours. What? Queen would play. What's left of them? Yeah, a version of Queen, and I, if you could afford it, I'd get them. I think that you'd want me to spend a lot of money on that bit. I just want you were recording um, on that bit of it. I'd get some very good special guest performers, not the not Robbie Williams or anything like that, no, no. to sing like other people you like. So like Phil Collins and people like that <laughs> would come and join them. Um, and I think I'd get your coffin would be a Tardis. And it would be the ush, the people that carry the carrot coffin would be carried by six Daleks. Well, type Cybermen. Cyber- oh, Cybermen. Yeah, yeah. That's basically Cybermen would be the vicar. That's the funeral of Stephen Moffat, isn't it? Yeah. No, it no. Well, <laughs> apart from the apart from the um, the uh, Queen, I don't think that's Queen. For uh, you, yeah. I'd have okay. You, I'd have for your funeral. I had ten million pounds. I'd say. First of all, I have to get a lot of vegetarian food for your parents. Yeah, vegetarians. Keep them happy. Yeah. Um, and I'd have um, it's about twenty five quid of the ten million. Yeah. Okay. I'd have you'd probably have some kind of scar based madness based. That'd be good. Oh, if you could get madness, I get madness. You'd probably get him for not that much. And, and they could actually carry the coffin. Oh, okay. In a crazy way. Yeah. In a crazy way. Yeah. We'd have the colours of uh, West Ham on your and a little yeah. West Ham oh, thing. Make me sound like a right little chavy. Um, I'd have. <laughs> I'd have. And I'd have. And I'd have. Um, I could probably get Martin Freeman to do a speech for you. I'd say, Martin, we do a speech for you. Speaks well, doesn't he? He does a little speech for you because he's your pal. <laughs> and and then I'd have a little mont, and then maybe I get Tom Cruise to come in and say, oh, he'd come. Have a little chat and say, uh, too too soon, too soon. He'd say, yeah. he'd say, too soon, too soon, mad. Yeah. And then and then and that's what I'd do for your funeral. Yeah, Thank you very much for my funeral. Actually, if I was in charge of my own funeral, I'd say, just spend a grand on it and give the other nine. I give the rest to charity. Yes. That's a very good idea. If I was Margaret Thatcher, I think yeah, I, I get charity is good, but I like. I think if you've got that sort of money specifically, so really specific charity charitable acts, I think are quite good. Yes, like giving money very specifically to certain people. I give a bit to my family. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. But I think the, the, by this question, Yours it has, to, it has to go on the funeral, doesn't it? It has to go on the funeral, I, and then I don't, there'd be a lot of volivants for ten million. Wouldn't ten it? million. I think that I'd like Griff Reese to play, not Jones. Referees from the Super Animals to play. Yeah. He's got a very bittersweet... I like him a lot. His songs are very good for funerals, I think. Yeah, maybe I like Peter Gabriel singing Here Comes the Flood or Biko. Yeah. Even though I'm not Biko, but... Biko would be quite an odd thing to have at a funeral. <laughs> I'd never sing Biko at my funeral. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Who is that? Tony JC82. Um, we got a question from James Barkman. Oh, yes. Um... Friend of ours, a sometime uh, co-writer. Um, his question is: Who is your favourite Barkman? That's a bit self-centred. 
I reckon... I only know him. I'd say Randy Bartman from Bartman Turner Overdrive. Yeah, same thing. Because they ain't seen nothing yet. No. But we ain't seen nothing yet, and I haven't. No. I've got one here from Matt Sharp. Thanks, James. one from Matt Sharp. He says... Reese Holmes said, what are your favourite down-the-line callers? Mine is Simon Day's one, Who Do I Trust, from Series 3. My favourite callers on Down the Line are... um, Can I say my favourite? Yeah. As an impartial... The one that stick, always comes to mind because he does it so when it is Simon Day is when he phones up. It's really quick and he complains about the England football team not making the World Cup, is it, no, the European Championships. And he just sort of goes, Fuck, they fucked it up. That means I've got to go shopping, I've got to go home base, all oh, the summer's ruined. It's really <laughs> funny. It's really quick, but it always. Because that really is basically what everyone that phone talks sport would say yeah. in real life. There's this and then the new series is some really... Fu- I mean, we've been doing the new series and there's some really funny bits. Um, I don't know if I can say it. There's one bit that Simon did the other day. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, he... I'm not going to say it because it's going to be on soon, but there's one thing he did that's so funny. My, for me, I'd say that um, I like it when... Um, I like it when uh, Graham Downs, who's the big fat man that Paul does, yes. is really funny, and I like him. What his point as well is a catchphrase that I actually funny. say, and I don't normally say other people's catchphrases around the house no. very often, because it always feels a bit too in, because no, it's up true. But that is something that I do say quite often. Well, what is weird about it down the line, like I, when we did this new series, I thought, last time I did it, I remember thinking, can we keep doing this? It's like, you know, we've done it on television, Endless. it didn't work. But it is, yeah, it's, been, it's fun every time. Well, those sorts of shows go on forever. Now, with Mario fucking Ferrari has been doing it <laughs> for real for right. ages. Yeah. So I did a character the other day when he rang in. Oh, I wish I could say it. But Don't say it if it gives anything It's right. so funny. Well, it's only a little thing, like he said, which he, I'll tell you after. I think this also covers a question I got asked in the week. Um, and I can't remember who it was on Twitter. That's the problem. If you've got a question in between podcasts, do email it because otherwise they get lost. Twitter's fleeting and it, things get lost. But they were asking for you to talk about down the line and the new series a bit. Yeah, but I guess that you probably can't got, talk too much about the it. new series. Is we're going to do? I think we're doing Europe and we're doing you know the crisis in Europe. We're doing wildlife. We're doing. Um, <laughs> that's uh, so vague. No, it is. No, I'm just trying to... <laughs> but that's typical. It, that's that. what it's like, isn't it? Yeah. Wildlife Europe. It's things they see on the way to Mu- work. We're doing music. We're right. doing music and we're doing... Um, I can't How many eps? There are four episodes uh, this time around and, we do, and we've done an Olympic Legacy special we're going to do, which Good. is to talk about the, the Olympic Legacy. And that'll be out on a, a later date. That's excellent. Um, there's another one from Rob Crabwalk, who, I don't know if you saw his, but he was the one who asked earlier about the worst and best at- atmosphere earlier. He sent another one. His picture, is that... That's Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, but he looks like um, Bruce Forsyth dressed as Beetlejuice, <laughs> his picture. Um, you could, if you could tweet us and explain what that picture is. If it's you, Rob, I'm sorry. Um, was what Justin Bieber wrote in Anne Frank's guest book worse than what Donald Cox did with her diary? Ah, I felt a bit, a little bit sorry for Justin Bieber on this one. It's really, it's not that respectful, and what he wrote is quite, he's naive, it's very egocentric. He? And he's to naive. write in the guest book of Anne Frank about himself is quite <laughs> odd. The whole thing about in, in, he's a, he's a, he's been a superstar, like the most famous person on the planet, almost. Is he as famous as Anne Frank? Since, yes, of course he is. That's just sadly the way things are. Sadly, yeah. Um, and. But he's had that since he was a little child. So he probably does think about himself quite a lot. Yeah, but maybe... 
she was a young girl and maybe she would have been a fan I don't she know she maybe would have yeah but uh, silly he should have thought about that I, I think 14 year old Dutch girls love Justin Bieber <laughs> I've got um, so Reese Thomas OBE from Mrs. Halley Halley Wag uh, more fun than Funeral Parlour how did the BBC not see how hilarious the show was it was my favourite well, is that more fun than Funeral Parlour question mark or just a demand she wants more she wants more I don't think that's going to happen so I doubt it uh, Herod Van... it, would you do it if it oh, was God, it'd yeah. be a bit weird though wouldn't it it'd be odd doing it now but the thing I is know you know what and this is not this does not this is not meant in any disrespect but if you did to start a game it would be fine I think yes because it was BBC Choice cult definitely cult it. viewing yeah you could probably just start a game no one would ever go let's bring that back from ten years ago no but I don't I'd think it would be it. I think you wouldn't ever bring it back I think you'd just say this just is do it again. Show. well I always wanted to do a thing which was going to be I wanted to change it. I, I, was, I did write a script for ITV called Death in the Valleys, which was about a crime-fighting undertaker. So it was like right. a spin-off. So the idea would be, here's an undertaker who fights crime. Who got, so the body comes in, and it's like, oh, you know, yeah. they've died in mysterious circumstances. And the undertaker <coughs> solves the crime. Right. Which be, that's good. That's yeah. ITV1. ITV, you know, well, thinking. that could be a genuine drama. It's true, but you know, I talk about, you know my Doctor Who story? Uh, what? My Doctor Who thing. What do you mean? I had an idea for Doctor Who stuff. Oh, fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you got to be careful. And basically, I had it, but it never got passed on. I just happened to have the same idea as Mark Gatiss right. a long time ago. No, I mean, I thought about on. it when you said it to me the other day that it, you had the same idea as the one that was on the other. It was the submarine one. Mm. You had an idea. Actually, when I thought about it... A lot of people have had that idea. Well, I don't know if a lot of people had that idea, but if you are actively sitting down and thinking, yes. where can the Doctor go? Yeah. Where hasn't the Doctor been? Yeah. If you've got an encyclopedic knowledge, which you and Mark Gates both have, you go, well, he actually, he's never been on a... Where has he been? North Pole been there. Mars, been, he's been on Mars. You can just listen. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be able no, it's to... it's a good idea. Like, and it is, I mean, it is a good idea. I yeah. had an idea. In 2008, I sent a, a, a tech, an email to my agent saying, I've got an idea for Doctor Who. Can you pass it on to Stephen Moffat? And um, and it was my idea was the TARDIS lands on a nuclear submarine in, the, in 1982 three yeah. that that period of the Cold War when they were nuclear submarines what you told me it was exactly and what was but there was going to be but I said sea monsters originally it was going to be sea devils was my idea yeah that they take over and then whatever anyway uh, and then so I completely forgot, I never heard anything back and then and then. Um, when I saw the story the other day, which was the new one, which was the same, I thought, oh, God, it's very similar. So I just checked, and this is, this, this is I want to clear the whole thing up so I'm not being mm-hmm. angry and bitter or nothing like that. So I, I asked my agent, oh, did you pass that on to Stephen Moffat? And she said, well, I, I, met, I talked to him about it, but they deliberately don't take ideas yes. from anyone, because, because of understandably... Well, you imagine how many fucking... Nutcases. I bet, you know what? I bet, as that went in the Radio Times, at the same time you read it in the Radio Times... There were a thousand <laughs> Doctor Who fans around the world going, they've stolen my idea. Mm-hmm. And who had never, no. ever sent no, a no, fucking absolutely. idea to anyone. No, no. And it's just fun. that you're closer and you could, could have possibly got it under his yeah. nose. And and it's a shame because I liked it, but I had that. And so I thought, that was the time of David Tennant, and I thought, oh, you know. But I'm glad, what's, what I always feel comfortable, and what I like about the whole thing is that, well, I had an idea that someone else as good as Mark Gates also thought of. Yeah. And great minds think alike, as yeah. they say. I remember genuinely sitting down and writing what I thought was going to be the only Who Wants to Be a Millionaire comedy sketch <laughs> around the early times of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, not really thinking anyone else had ever really 
thought of doing it. And then in that, do you remember the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire comedy year where every sitcom, <laughs> every sketch show had a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire sketch? Only Fools and Horses. Topping it off in the end. After Only Fools and Horses did it. But they, but they couldn't get the real people to do but it. I, I don't think any of them, when it was used, was ever actually actually really that. Because I think you have to pay rights to... Yeah, that's why they had to be gold, gold rush. It's called Gold Rush, Gold it? Yeah, exactly. So I, a few years later, wrote a sketch about Golden Balls uh, with Steve <laughs> Burge that was on the All-Star Impression Show, which wasn't very good. What was the first sitcom recording yourself and Tony Way attended? Cheers. Again. That's from the Sitcom Club. What was that again? I missed that. What was the first sitcom recording yourself and Tony Way attended? Cheers. Attended? Yeah, so what was the first thing you ever went to yeah, see? Yeah, I know what it was. It was um, Anne and Deck. Anne and Deck. Uh, the school. Their Channel 4... Sk- uh, written sitcom? by David and Matt yeah exactly yeah yes we did go and see that and then v- very quickly after that you got a job on Shooting Stars it was like but there were very sitcom, quickly after sitcom recordings are different aren't they well that was a sitcom recording I went to do you know what I did go, I went to a sitcom I was in a sitcom called uh, it's also going back to like bad experiences I was in a sitcom called uh, Days Like These do you remember you, you auditioned for it as well do you remember when it for it yeah Oh, yeah, here's yeah. A, here's that, a story. It was the British version of That 70s Show. That 70s Show. Yeah. Years ago, um, that launched 70s... the career of um, Demi Moore's... Uh, Ashton past, Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher, that's it, yeah. Basically, That 70s Show was that biggest thing in America. In England, they were going. ITV had bought the rights to it, a company called, you know, Bartlett and Bartlett, whatever they're called, who did, they did loads of stuff. Yeah, they're huge. Huge, yeah. And uh, so they did this whole series of that, right? And then me and Tony... Bob Spears was the director. Bob Spears is famous because he did absolutely fabulous. He's a brilliant director. He did. He was a brilliant director, but a bit mad and, and a bit crazy. He's dead now. But he was... Uh, he had, had he did 40 Towers, well, the second series of 40 mm. Towers. So we... Me, I went in for an audition for it in about 1998. So I was quite young. And um, I auditioned for one of the parts. And I, I remember he said, oh, I said I was in a comedy group. And he said, yes. get your mates in. You came up to London. You On and, that day. You yeah, and, same day. and Tony and Steve. Yeah. Came up to London. We did an audition. I know for a fact he really liked us. Yeah. Because he, what he liked about us was that all the other people we were seeing were um, sort of like actors. Pretty, quite pretty. Uh, pretty actors. Young and, actors. And, and, Not uh, that we were. He, he liked the fact we were younger. That, yeah, he, had, he sort of tried to fight for us, but we didn't get a part. Anyway, who did get a part was a lovely guy called Harry Peacock, who was in Star Trek. Of course he did, yeah. And uh, he, it, was a different, he, it was a different part he went for. Yeah. Anyway, you've got a part in it, though. So I've got a part as a, as a kind of like a thank you very much, but here's a like part a guess, for you. Well, guess, we, I guess part one guess week part. or two weeks. But it was so badly received yeah. that they didn't even show that second series. It's never been shown. Never been shown since. And um, it wasn't a second series; it was half of the first series. Yes, they stopped it. And and uh, and Bob Spears was really nasty. You wrote it, don't you? Sam, Sam and Jesse, Jesse from and, and I remember seeing it at the time. Thinking, I remember thinking, yeah, and I remember meeting them both at that time. All I remember was I remember thinking that. Uh, Jesse looked like Martin Daniels. <laughs> he looks a lot like Martin Daniels. Yes. And I was thinking, is that Martin Daniels? <laughs> you know, the son of Paul Daniels. Paul Daniels, yeah. It was, it was, Who had his own yeah. magic career for he a while. He had his magic career, and he, and he has a game for a laugh, didn't he? For he a did. He, he has a game for and a, a quiz show as well. He had a funny little mullet, but not a proper mullet. He, was never, he never committed to it. And um, uh, so that, and I remember poor Harry Peacock, who was the, the lead in it, was getting... He could hear down their cans. You'd hear, like, dick that fucker to sit, stand still. Oh, and, he, and the guy was having the right go. And Bob Spears was really treating him like shit. It wasn't... And it was just... It was bad. I went to the Only Fools Horses being recorded. 
That wasn't that was what he. That was, but also, I mean, in terms of how many sitcoms I've seen recorded, I've only actually seen. Well, you've been in them, or I've had to go and sit in an audience and watch. Yeah. I only. I saw. I sat in the audience and watched Chris Tony a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, Hibbert and Long, which is another Bane and Armstrong thing that your yeah. missus was in. Yeah. Um, not many. It, I, I, when I saw Only Falls and Horses, it was an unbelievable experience. It was the last. Also, nice seeing one. we often get you get invited yeah, along, go to the yeah. green room. But Roy had that. Hello, Roy. He was sitting at yes. the cafe and he said, oh, "You know, I'll get your tickets." So I watched Only Falls and Horses. I remember watching it, thinking, "This is like you know, it was full of fans. They loved every what single night." This? this was the last Late vintage. This was the very last series. Yeah. So it was the one where I saw the one where it was uh, Gary. Gary. Oh uh, yeah, one. I know him. It was Nabil. Nabil. That part, it was yeah. that one, and I saw that one and. Uh, because they were so long, so hour-long episodes, they recorded them in two parts. So you didn't see the whole episode. Right, it would stop, and then right. it was kind of a weird thing. And um, oh, that's a bit. Yeah. So long. you never got to the conclusion. So I saw was that. Was that so people didn't go out and tell everyone? What I think happened? there was a lot of secrecy around yeah. it. It was more about the fact that there was a lot to record in one night. Mm. And what happened was David Jason had just had a baby at the time, and um, and I was interested to watch because he. As an actor, like watching him, first couple of goes, first couple of takes, like really not on it at all. Right. What I mean is, like, uh, I've heard he's uh, a bit of a corpse and a bit of a dry. Well, not that. He was lines. more that he was. Um, you can see it in the recordings, though. You can see him drying. Yeah. And so what he would do is he would like he would be spreading some bread and going, Rodney. Um, Rodney, um, it's the David Wicks trick. <laughs> So you know that, and then you get to, then you go to, the, okay, let's do that one more time, and then you do it again. You'd be like, oh, God, that, that's it, that's Del Boy. That's a nice way to work. David uh, uh, um, Lindhurst would be completely the same every all the time, very professional. Yeah. I'm not saying that David Jason wasn't professional. I'm saying that he was just a different style, a different way of going. Yeah. Way of it. And then afterwards, when we were going backstage and going to the BBC bar, and there was there was Marlene, and yes. everyone was there. Brilliant. And, and uh, David Jason didn't come, and I saw Nicholas Lindhurst. Wearing a baseball cap. This oh. was a, this was a, this was a drinks in a BBC <laughs> bar only for the start people. He's a private man, though. No, he had a massive big jacket on, a ja- and you couldn't recognise him. Yeah, he was like, 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 like he, I thought that's weird. You know, come on. He's been made. Of, I can't remember, it was someone like Piers Morgan made an example of him, or you used him as an example of someone who's. Was it Piers Morgan? Someone did made him as put him up as an example of someone who's actually one of the most famous faces in Britain. But you no, never no. see him in papers, magazines. No, he's very private. Anywhere. No, that's, that's, that's good, isn't it? Is. Yeah, and he's just managed to have his career and carry on. And no, he's, he's new tricks now, apparently. I've not seen him. I think he is... Genuinely, you look at what he's like in real life and you see him in other things, and mm. that programme is the best thing ever. They are so good in it. You know, they are so good. And it was going to come back, and it's a shame. And I heard a story... What? Only for the horses. It was going to come oh, back. But it didn't. No, it didn't matter. He, they were writing, John Sullivan was writing a new one. Hello, podcast listener. Um, it's Tony Way here, speaking from the future or the present or the past. I suppose that depends when you're listening to this. Um, but it is very much after we recorded the podcast that you're listening to. Um, I'm just interrupting the podcast to uh, let you know that there's a little weird edit point here. Um, it's quite a big one. There's a gap there's where there was a story from Reese, which, and you'll be unsurprised to learn that it was uh, it was probably legally a bit dodgy. Um, and he asked me to remove. It. I think we were doing okay, but um, Reese got worried that he'd said something he shouldn't. Uh, and names were mentioned, 
So um, we've edited it out. You haven't missed out on anything. It wasn't uh, an amazing story. It, and it actually probably, well, it definitely isn't true. So uh, I've removed it. Um, so you can get back to the podcast now. Um, enjoy it. Bye. But, so, but the answer to the question is, Ant and Deck, weirdly. Yes. We saw, we went along with the school. Yeah. Or sixth form, whatever it was. Yeah. And, and then, then, then I tried to get tickets for... Um, shooting stars tonight and then you end up, and then you end up getting work and then we went that's the first can you pause it while have a wee yes I, no no carry on I'll carry on talking talk I'll just be here I, I'll do it in the garden <laughs> carry on it's good for the rhubarb oh, um, I'll do some admin while I'm at it so you can uh, no I'm not going to record you the sound of you pissing <coughs> Reese has gone into the garden to wee um, thanks for all of your tweets and messages the next, by the, way. Uh, the next question is that was Bieber. We've done Bieber. Um, oh, is this one for you, Reese? Yeah. Do you have any more documentaries lined up, or was it a one-off? One-off. Well, it wasn't a one-off. He had two. You did, you did do two. Yeah. So it was a two-off. Um, I, I reckon that'll depend a lot on whether you win the BAFTA or not. Yeah. If you win a BAFTA, surely you've got to do more. I think that people are going to be snobby about me. Reese says that he thinks people might be snobby about him. I mean, just because I did that, it doesn't mean I'm... Just because he did that, it doesn't mean he's... It doesn't mean... No, I think I'm going to think oh, like, like, one-trick pony thing. I think that, but you've um, done two. You did two, but they were both about, about Queen. Queen. I'd, love, I, there's two things. I'd like to make a documentary about Genesis. Mm-hmm. Because I think that you could do a thing about them, and I think that they're sort of considered uncool, and, um, you know... I mean, you're... Oh, it's gone again. <laughs> yeah. Were you saying? No, you were saying. I think they could... Genesis. I don't think about Genesis, I think it's an interesting story about them, how they... I think it's a good rock story about them, and in terms of how they, their career. And also, I love making documentaries with Queen. A lot of people don't like Queen... But a lot of people do like it. No, a lot of people don't know. No, no, no. no, this, no there's a lot of muso people, okay, that are very popular. Genesis are very popular. No, Phil Collins is very popular. But they're kind of, they're, they're regarded in the music press as kind of naff or. Cri- or in critical terms. Critical terms. Yeah. Genesis more so. I love the idea of taking Genesis and saying, look, look how good they were. You, yeah. think, you don't know this side of them. And it's an interesting story about these five blokes who went to. Four blokes who went to Charterhouse, public mm. school boys. This bloke who was the Artful Dodger in the West End, they got together, and then the main man left, and everyone thought, what are we going to do? And they became a huge yeah. band. The man left behind like, into obscurity, and then suddenly, you know, this whole... I think it's a really good story. I think you've already made uh, the, that documentary, and it's called The Brown Perm Story. Yeah. <laughs> I had an idea the other day, I had an idea, I had an idea the other day, I want to do, I'd like to do a documentary about... Um, I want to do a documentary about... The, the big five, I want to call it, and it's about Sylvester Stallone, Mel Gibson, Harrison Ford, Schwarzenegger, and Bruce Willis. Yes. And these five stars who in the 80s and 90s like the biggest stars in the world. Yeah. And how they came from, like, all of them kind of came from, the backgrounds was, you know, they were like from, they were sort of plucked from nowhere. Something like that. I think Stallone's got a brilliant story, how Rocky sort of shows his what an amazing success story well, that and is. Schwarzenegger's got an extraordinary story. But with Stallone, you've got this kind of thing of like, you know, losing faith, you know, becoming unpopular, or yeah. you know, the whole 2000, from 1998 to like 2006, you know, no one knew who he was really. And then so you come back and now he's, he's absolutely amazing, you know. Um, 
and I like to make a documentary about those people who were like yeah. growing up and obviously look at Mel Gibson's life and all that I, I like to do something like that we're both um, we've both got cigarettes in our hands like we're going to have a cigarette should we take the podcast outside just take it outside take it mobile let's take it mobile it's an OB yeah OB. outside broadcast it's the right it's the Thomas and Way road show with Smiley Miley and uh loaded other paedophiles not the Smiley Miley's paedophile <laughs> <laughs> just some of the DJs um you know what let's get let's read a question here yeah we can take it outside with us it's an email question from Simon Love it's in a lot of parts Hello, Simon. Long time listener, first time caller. Um, okay, it's a good question. Did you... Question one. It's like four. Tonight. Did you get any emails from giving your email addresses, email addresses out on the commentary of the funeral party? Yes. Yeah, I've got a couple, actually. Where's my drink? Um, I don't know. Maybe I have another one. I think you might have binned it. Um, yes, I've got a couple, and mostly asking about... Um, Writing, yeah, that sort of thing. How do I uh, get into it? Get into the comedy. Very nice. That's sort of why we did it, really. Yeah, I always do this. I always have a. There's a sort of standard reply to that sort of thing. Is that we can't really help very much. We we spend a lot of time struggling to get work ourselves. Everyone does. Um, even even the biggest people, always, even always, the people are still trying hmm. to get on television. I think the answer. This is a catch-all answer. Is just do it, write it, and send Film it to places, it. and you never know. This is. At one point, we didn't have a career, and then we did. It's no, because, I'd, you know... I had to write a thing on this, uh, for the BAFTA thing, and they've said, oh, can you write a little thing about how you got into the industry? And you go, like, you know, I've, been, I'm do, I, you know, I've never directed anything before. I've done this documentary, I've been nominated for BAFTA for it. Uh, you would never believe that could ever happen. Yeah. It's only because I had a passion about something, yeah. which was Freddie Mercury. Write what, and, write and, what you know is what, what they say. It's, it's true. That's the, yeah. And also, don't write what you know. Write something extraordinary and insane and mental as well. Yeah. Just, you know... That's polarising... Uh, <laughs> what's the next question? It's not very good of words. Um, Simon has another question. Speaking of funerals on a day like today... Oh, we're back to, oh it's the same question. We've already answered this. Have you had a, if you had £10 million yep. to spend on a funeral, what would you do? We've, I think we've done that one. Done that one. So, question three. Reese, are you planning to do any more of the Betamax years? After hearing about it on the podcast with Matt Lucas, I sent it to my friends, and now whenever we're drunk, we attempt to tell other people about it. Be good well, to yeah, do. Thank, him, thank him. Thank you. Yeah, that. we'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, um, yes, I, I mentioned it to the BBC. It's difficult for Shane Allen, who's the head of BBC Comedy, because it was partly his idea. He's a co-creator. So he, can't, yeah. he can't really commission his own thing. It would be wrong. But there's, there's definitely. A, it'd be nice to do that. We could always just do it ourselves. It's intriguing that thing about You've what no, commissioners your can eyes do. Have disappeared. Well, it's this light <laughs> from here. Um, <laughs> it's intriguing. <laughs> it always intrigues me that thing of what commissioners <laughs> are allowed to do because. I remember when Robert Popper was a commissioner at Channel 4, he had a show on BBC Two, which was Look Around You, Yes, but the first series. That's always I quite think confusing. You, I think if you, have a, if, you're in a, if you have an agreement with the people you're working with that you've got that side angle, yeah. then it's OK. I always think of uh, Robert Popper as like the Brian Eno of comedy. He, he seems to work on all of the really he cool played, stuff. He played Brian Eno. Did in, he? In, well, basically, no. We did a Swiss... T- we did a... On Bellamy's People, the unseen stuff... We did a whole thing about music, and one day you'll see it, guys. I'm sure, and and it would have been a brilliant episode. It's all about British music and how we're the best imp- well, export I mean, I've music. I've always thought of him as Brian Eno. Well, That's we did a thing. About, we did like a Roxy music. <laughs> he does look like a little bit like Brian Eno as well. 
Well, so we had we did a Roxy Music parody. Lucy was Brian Ferry. She was, oh, this was on. This was on, wasn't this it? This has never been seen. No, okay. no. And Brian and he played Brian. He played like a Brian Eno guy on a keyboard. It's very funny. I need to drop my iPad. <laughs> so um, I think you've shown me it. No, I've never had it. Oh, you've never had Charlie it. Charlie and Paul are very closely guarded with it, uh. but it's very good. And uh, one did you day, do something about a band though? Ever? Were you talking about a band that went out? And the joke is they're all called Brian. So they go, Brian. <laughs> it goes, well, Brian, because there were two Brians in, in rock mm. music. Brian was fine, but Brian was, had a problem. I always got on my way with Brian. The problem was with Brian. And then Brian <laughs> would come in, but then Brian would always be drunk. So Brian would have to kind of solve That's the problems, good. and then Brian would do... So how good is that? Oh, people, people out there will want to see that. Desperately. Listen, guys, it's the best thing ever. All bombard Charlie Higson and Paul Whitehouse and say to them, please, can we see the Unseen Bellamy's people? Who owns it? They do. See, they could do it with Fosters, couldn't they, or something? No, no, no. I think they want to... They, they, it was so... They, they, genuinely, we were so upset about that whole thing that we, we've... No, I haven't watched it since. Charlie hasn't watched it since. We all feel a little bit like... What a shame. Um, there's one more question from Simon Love. Um... I've written a sitcom. This is our last question before we say goodnight. No, there's one more. There's another email. Right, do two more, then we'll go. <laughs> I've written a sitcom that I was told was really funny by the BBC by a BBC man, and later was told by someone else that it would have made they would have made it if I was famous. Do you have any hints or tips, advice on how to become famous so I can do this? Thing? Well, can I say that's ridiculous? To say if you've been famous is ridiculous. They should yeah, have said that. No, that's that's foolish. Foolish. Um, but I, probably if it's a good idea, true. send it. There's a new there's a new BBC scheme um, called. Oh, God, there's a new scheme for new writers. Um, you can look it up on the BBC website. And BAFTA running, I think, called the Rockcliffe... It's called the Rockcliffe um, thing. Look it up on BAFTA, and it's like you can send in new ideas. And also send li- little ideas into other things as well. That always works. There's, um... Oh, what's the BBC... That's ridiculous about seven being famous. Thing. They're, they're, Try it on radio. There's radio shows that you can write in as a... Oh, Loose Ends used to do it. You can write in as a sort of... Just add additional that, material. That means you get a bit of a CV behind well, you. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe. Fa- no writers are famous. That's ridiculous. No, and also send it to someone who's. That's that, that's poor advice. That's not good advice. That, that sounds like an excuse to me. Okay, thank you, Simon. Love for all of your questions, but also it's really hard to send it to us. Become a comedy. Send it to us. We'll, we'll steal, steal it. it. We'll steal it because we're we're not famous. They wouldn't give it to us either. <laughs> <laughs> we're the same reason. Right, last um, question from Captain Fandango. Who's I've done an email to thomasandwhite@gmail.com. Hello, um, King Jong Un is about to rage war on the West with nuclears and stuff. Oh yeah. The only way to stop him is if one of you promised. To, this is so. This is a situation. He's giving us a scenario here. The only way to stop him is if one of you promised to fly to his weird palace and watch one of the following with him. Brackets. He's a big fan of your podcast. You have to choose between one, the complete Mrs. Brown's boys, two. The complete Jim Davidson saucy panto box set, or three, the first eight series of two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, not season nine. Kim hates that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tricky one. Um, I watch Mrs. Brown's Boys. I'd go for uh, Davidson. I'd go for Mrs. Brown's Boys to see what the fuss is all about. I'd go for Jim Davidson because um, I, there's something about watching something that you really don't like. Really, like there's a very funny joke of Mr. Brown's boys the other week where, um, that where he got the cornflakes out and he and he poured them on the table. and He said it's a jigsaw puzzle, and he said you got to make you got to make the uh, chicken. It really made me laugh, <laughs> and, 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 they, and they had to the thing that made me laugh a lot. Oh, Christ, were you drunk? <laughs> <laughs> um, two pints of lager. I could, 
eight eight series is a lot. Listen, the thing but is, but actually, you know what? I'd watch any of those you know three. Can if I say about all, can I say, the world. Let's just say about all those things. None of them are bad. They're just different. Everyone's got different tastes of humour. You know, I mean, I think too Jim much. Jim Davidson's bad. Jim Davidson's bad. Yeah, that's the worst one. <laughs> I would give it too much. Like the a, thing about Jim Davidson is, everyone always says, well, he would always say it's my right wing views that get in the way, and it's all the lefties that and liberals. It's never that, funny. It's not funny. He's never been funny. And, you and know, to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of Mrs. Brown's Boys, but you know, I can see its place in the world. Yeah, uh, two points of lager. I think no, it started I mean, off okay. And just, I don't think anything should have nine series. She's made, but then I feel that poor woman has not. She's made a lot of money. She hasn't got anything since, you know. Um, did she do another sick? Do you think all grown ups? Grown ups. No, no yeah. That's the end now. I That's think. the end of the email questions. Is there anything else you want to add? That's the end of all the questions. Should we say good night? It's been very question heavy. Um, God bless Margaret Thatcher. Rest in pieces. And uh, and uh, yeah. And there's a very funny quote from uh, Stavros. Goodbye to the ironing lady. Oh, good. Good night, everyone. Bye. Yeah, it's Lucy. I can hear. Her oh, part. sorry. It's <laughs> I haven't stopped this yet. Bye.